Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. We're now on week three of our series, Journeys with Jacob. We're going to look at Genesis 28, verses 10 to 22. Before we get there, I want us to go back to get the context of where we're up to. And I want to go right back to actually when Jacob was in his mother's womb. And Jacob was one of a twin. There was his brother Esau and himself. And... uh, It seems that even as they were in the womb, conflict was there, that there was some sibling rivalry. And uh, Rebecca wanted to know, what is all this about? So she asked God, and God gave a promise. And his promise was this, that the elder would serve the younger. That actually the inheritance would be given to the younger, not the older boy. Well, we see as they're being born, Esau is first. He's the elder. And then his twin brother, Jacob, who's just just seconds later. And it says this, his hand was grasping Esau's heel. And so even in the womb there, we see three things that are going to actually be uh, significant in the uh, journey that we're doing. Conflict, promise and grasping. And Jacob, from get-go, was used to try and grasp his future inheritance. And uh, these dominated Jacob's life, thinking, how can I get this inheritance that my mother told me about, that actually God spoke about? And he saw a chance when his brother came home starving, probably more in his mind than in reality. But he saw Jacob eating some soup and he he said Jacob can I have that soup and grasping Jacob said yes but you need to be the birthright in exchange and so that's exactly what happened and then years later when his father Isaac was near death and blind as a bat Isaac decided to not take into consideration what God had said that the older would serve the younger, and also the exchange that had verbally taken place over a bowl of soup. But actually, Isaac summoned Esau, his favourite, and said to me, get the meal that I love, and when you bring it back to me, I will bless you with all the rights of a firstborn. Grasping Jacob and his scheming mother, thought, We're going to lose everything here. So they dressed Jacob up, (coughs) tricked Isaac into blessing Jacob. Grasping after the promises caused massive conflict and even threats of death. So it was this outcome of this that caused Jacob to leave his family with nothing and flee to another nation. And we read in Genesis 28, verse 10, that Jacob left Beersheba and travelled towards Haran, 
and at sundown he arrived at a good place to set a camp and he stopped there for the night and Jacob found a stone to rest his head and against and lay down to sleep. You know Jacob had got what he desperately wanted. He got the promise from his father of the inheritance of the family farm and all the promises of God. And yet here he was, the son of promise, on his own, using a stone as a pillar, going away from all that was promised that he had grasped to get. Seemingly, he was moving further away from Almighty God. You know, Jacob is in a very dark place. You know, what a mess he made of his life. Now, many of us might be saying these sort of things, if only I'd made a different decision. If only I'd kept my mouth shut. If only I'd not got obsessed with purchasing that thing. If only I'd worked at that relationship with my parents or with a friend or a spouse. You know, it's sometimes when we're in these dark places of personal crisis, Actually, we have deep spiritual experiences. And this was so, so for Jacob. Running away from home to a foreign country, he lay down and he dreamt under the stars. You know, it sounds quite romantic, but it's anything but romantic. He was lonely, he was isolated, and he was on the run. But as he slept, he dreamt of a stairway that reached from earth to heaven. And he saw angels of God going up and down the stairway. Genesis 28 verse 12. And in this dark place, he was going to have an encounter with the living God. He had felt far off from God. Yet there was a stairway reaching to he for heaven to earth. You know, a few weeks ago, I went to Edale, and uh, that's a, a, a village in Derbyshire, and uh, there's a, a, a mountain near at, uh, up going from Edale called Kinder, and I went up Grindsbrook, which is one of the ways up to the top, climbed up to the top there, walked along the top of Edale, and then came down um, a, 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 a descent called Jacob's Ladder, named after this verse. You know, the reality is this was no ladder that actually Jacob saw. This was a massive stairway. Now, God is often called the God of the angel armies because heaven is full of these angels and archangels and the whole host of heaven. And actually, what Jacob is seeing in this dream is the whole host of heaven going up and down this stairway. This is a massive stairway. This is God's regal power on the move. You know, as I mentioned, he probably thought he was leaving the presence of his father's God as he travelled away. Yet here he dreamed of an open heaven and his father's God standing there. You know, 
God then said these amazing words to Jacob. The ground that you are lying on belongs to you. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Jacob heard about the promise from his mother. Now he's going to have this grandfather Abraham's promise and the one that was promised to Isaac as well, given directly to him. Yeah, it was given in part to his mother and he'd have heard that, but now he was going to have a personal encounter with the living God, like his grandfather and his father. One Puritan commentator put it this way. This is a supreme display of divine grace, unsought, unstinted. Unsought because Jacob was no pilgrim or returning prodigal, yet God came out to meet him angelic retinue and all, taking him wholly by surprise. And unstinted, for there was no word of reproach or demand, only a stream of assurances flowing from the central, I am the Lord. To spread from the past to the distant future, and from the spot where Jacob lay to the four corners of the earth, and from his own person to the whole of mankind. You know, that was a great promise. But actually, there was even more to it than this. See, God addresses Jacob's immediate needs as well. He's solitary. He's homeless. He's a, actually a very vulnerable and precarious condition. So God says this, what's more? What's more? What more can I give you? I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. And one day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I finish giving you everything I have promised you. Genesis 28 verse 15. You know, what is hard to comprehend is how different this chapter is to the preceding one. There it was all about individuals doing terribly badly. Here it's totally about God rich in mercy, extravagant, doing stuff that was totally unmerited. It's an amazing contrast between the grasping Jacob and the merciful God. Chapter 4 is all about grasping and trying, getting with your own strength at other people's expense. Here is God's mercy. God's love, God's care, God apprehending a runaway, God getting hold of someone who's far away from God with his unmerited love. You know, many years later, Jesus picks up this story. Early on in his ministry, Jesus is talking to a man named Philip. And he went to look for Nathaniel. And he said to Nathaniel, we've found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come from Nazareth? It's like, can anything good happen when I lay my head on a stone on the run? 
and Philip said, come and see for yourself. And as Nathaniel approached Jesus, Jesus said to him, here is a genuine son of Israel, a man complete in integrity. And Nathaniel said to him, hey, how do you know me? And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Well, can you imagine what Nathaniel was thinking? Somehow he was thinking or doing something under that fig tree that was very significant. Because Nathaniel said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Because actually he knew that Jesus knew exactly what was happening under that fig tree. And Jesus said to him, do you believe just because I told you I'd seen you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than this. And then this is where Jesus refers to this incident of Jacob's life. And he said, I tell you the truth, you will see heaven open and the angels of God coming up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. So here's Jesus saying, look, Nathaniel, Jacob saw this stairway. He was far from God. He had made a mess of his life. It caused family destruction and disunity. And God, rich in mercy, appeared to him. And this is a stairway. And actually, this stairway was me. I am the stairway. You know, there's a little tract that uh, people use and I've used. It's called the Bridge to Life. And it shows man's sinfulness, how far away is from God and the gulf between the God of heaven and the sinful man of earth. And there's this bridge and Jesus is depicted on the cross as the bridge. You know, that track should be recalled and renamed Stairway to Heaven. You see, Jesus is the bridge. He is the stairway. You know, those wooden slats on that stairway the stairway was the cross, Jesus dying there, nailed, bleeding, dying, that we could experience an open heaven and God Almighty speaking to us, the perfect one, now speaking to the redeemed perfect people, the one who sins, who was separated from God, now nailed. On Jesus, that stairway, Jesus, the, who came from Nazareth, the Son of God. You know, this is an amazing, amazing truth that we who were totally lost in sin can have our sins forgiven, can have access to an open heaven to the living God can have communion, can be in relationship with the eternal one. Isn't that amazing? We can be called sons and daughters of the living God. You might say, Colin, I've done, I, I've put my trust in Jesus. I understand Jesus dying for my sin, but you know, that was a long time ago and I've grown a bit cold in my heart and 
you know, I've made some bad decisions. I used to be full of faith. And now there's a lot of ifs in my life. There's a lot of, I wonder if God can help me. I wonder if God can protect me. I wonder if God still loves me. And you know, Jacob, I've had this amazing experience, amazing promises of God being with him. In 20 of 28 of Genesis says, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshipping God. And I will present a tenth of everything he gives me. You know, Jacob's ifs. Actually, God said, I will. Jacob, not sure, but God, full of certainty. <clears throat> you know, God said this to us, who chose us. He said, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. In fact, the work I began in you, the good work I will bring, I began in you, I will bring to completion. Hallelujah. You know, you can say, I'm excited about this. I'm excited because I see myself in Jacob. I see lots of things about Jacob that I, that, uh, I see in my own life. And I think the God of Jacob is now my God. The God who intervened in Jacob's stupidity, in Jacob's folly. In Jacob's grasping is the God that intervenes in my life. And I've seen it time and time again where I'm about to make some silly choices, go down and make some silly decisions, and God intervening on the journey. God is rich in mercy. God is the saving God. God is the protecting God. It's the God who blesses us. It's the God who keeps us. It's the God who makes his face shine upon us and gives us his peace. 